yo, yo, it's the 1409 Podcast. It's your boy, Gualamis World. Big shout out to our other host, KT. Uh, we got a very special guest with us in the building tonight, Miss Leah Gabrielle. Hey. <laughs> okay, we got some energy going. We got some energy going. <laughs> yeah, so we got the R&B sensation, Leah Gabrielle with us. Sensation. Soon to be. Soon to be. Soon to be. You gotta you gotta manifest. You know how we say you gotta manifest. Speaking into existence, yeah. Facts, you definitely gotta speak it into existence. Mm-hmm. So I mean we got the intros out the way. And you know, we like to take a little bit of so, Miss Leah, we like to let our guests do the toast. So, you got to make a toast for us tonight. What are we toasting to? I don't got nothing, but we just going to pretend. I'm going to make a toast to new beginnings, opportunities, good vibes, positive energy, and um, fun. Yeah. Uh, I like that. All right. What you drinking off? Some cognac. Mm. Yeah. I don't like to say their names. I don't like to say their names until we get a sponsor. Oh. But yeah, oh, it's the brown. It's the Never brown mind. for me. <laughs> nah, it's brown. <laughs> so, Miss Leah, you all the way from Houston, Texas. All right. What are Big three H-town, things? Big H Town. What are three things people may not know about you? Um, I dance. Outside of music, I dance. Uh, I'm on a dance team at my school. Uh, another thing, I write. Like, I write little books. I've always been, like, ever since I was young, I always wrote books and, like, little stories. I would make up. I would always write little songs. So I was mm-hmm. always writing ever since a young age. And I love to act. Uh, I've said this in the previous podcast, I think, but I love to act. I love musical theater, Hamilton, Glee. That's that's me right there. I love it. So, so you you get the starting roles. Yeah, I've been. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I paused. I've been when I was younger. I was eight. I was Annie, and then when I went to middle school, I was Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. So, okay. mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. so how how was it growing up in Houston? How was it growing up in Houston? In Houston, I don't know. It, this is my norm, so there's nothing really like abnormal. I mean, it's fast-paced. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of traffic. Uh, I've learned there's a lot of traffic. Uh, it's just very fast-paced. It's a city, so it's like, and a big one at that. So it's pretty crowded. But I mean, overall, it's just like a cool vibe. Like growing up in Houston, it was it was cool. It's just cool, like fast-paced type type of vibe. Sure. Been in uh, Houston all your life. Uh, yes, when I was younger, I was living in San Antonio. San Antonio. San Antonio. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, what, uh, I mean, judging by the three things people don't know about you, you are, I would say, you are what we call a full time creative. What, like, uh, made music become one of your muses? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit all around, just pretty involved with music no matter what it is it's pretty much involved with music uh 
I've always just kind of been like the creative type of person. I'm an only child, no siblings. So growing up, I had to find something to do, you know? So I just kind of really dibbled and dabbled in like the creative side of things. I had a very big imagination, so just use that. Sure. And at what point would you say you uh, actually fell in love with music? I, I don't even think there's a time. I've been singing since I was two. So really then, but growing up, like I used to be afraid of the dark. So I used to like make little songs and stuff to make me not like, I'll sing little songs to make me not afraid. And I think ever yeah. since then, I kind of knew that music was my thing, my, my therapy, my outlet. Yeah. Also with music being your therapy, what's something, what do, what do you feel like is the most difficult thing you had to overcome in life? Uh, in life in general? Yeah, in general. Uh, I think social, like bad relationships with people, uh, whether that be platonic or like, you know, romantic. Uh, because being an only child, I had friends, but I never really like had a strong social connection. I could talk to myself. Like a lot of the time when I was younger, <laughs> I talked to myself. I'm not crazy, y'all. I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I talk to myself, like, you know, I'm the realest person I know. Like, I go to myself. But so talking to other people or, like, maintaining friendships or relationships with other people was kind of difficult because it was they were hard to understand. Like, I understand me, but I don't understand other people, you know? So I think that was the, the big thing I had to overcome, like, how to talk to people, how to engage in conversation and, and ask them questions and, and stuff like that. So. Why Why would you feel like you don't uh, understand people? Is it the way the world is like moving, like the way this generation thinks and process stuff? Uh, yeah. I definitely didn't have an understanding of people when I was younger. Now I kind of do, but there still is some confusing things about people, like, you know, decisions that people make, or I think like the lack of self-awareness, like a lot of people have like, you know, mental disorders or they're, they have toxicity within their personalities and they're just not aware of it. Like, how do you not know? That's that's the confusing part about me. Like, how do you not know? How do you not know that like everybody around is like leaving? How do you not see that? I think that's really what I don't understand about like certain people. They say perception is reality. So yeah, it is. they perceive it a certain way. It's going to be that way in their reality. Mm -hmm. And that's so? confusing in itself because I mean, if you, you see what I'm saying? Because if you know that perception is reality, you don't think your perception is going to be, you don't think that like other people have a different perception? Two plus two is four, what's a given? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. <laughs> so you going to sing for us some sometime during the show? A little bit later? <laughs> since you're a, an amazing singer. Maybe sometime uh, <laughs> later on in the show. Yeah, you want me to right now? No, you don't have to do it right now. You can uh, just keep that in your head, though. Warm those vocals up and get ready to sing for us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, so what would you say uh, is the most exciting part about, you know, like having a musical journey and just being a creative? Uh, the most exciting part is expressing myself um, and also helping others in the process express themselves. I know that music is like a big outlet for almost everybody at this point, uh, especially going through quarantine and stuff like that. Like all you really had was music. 
So I think the most exciting part about it is just being able to help others get through certain situations through my music and being able to get through them myself through my music. Mm -hmm. So in what ways did you, uh, speaking of, you know, the quarantine and the whole pandemic, what ways did you see the pandemic um, affect your creativity? It could be like a positive or a negative. Mm -hmm. Uh, It affected me positively, honestly. I mean, negatively and positively at the same time, because I feel like the negative reaction that I had to being locked in a house and I can't go anywhere and I can't really see my friends and like lacking that interaction face to face with people turned positive because I was able to write about it or, you know, help other people do songs like Breathe. I felt like that was basically kind of the anthem of the quarantine and pandemic time, like when it was heavy, heavy, heavy because it's just about feeling suffocated and feeling like the walls are closing in like you just need to breathe type thing like so i felt like that song being the anthem for quarantine it it gave me a positive outlook like something that i could at least you know express myself through for sure yeah so with with, uh coming up and you know like loving music um who would you say was some of the the artists that you looked up to or inspired you? Fantasia. Fantasia? With a quickness. Fantasia. <laughs> Fantasia. I love her story, uh, her triumph, her her whole testimony, everything. Jasmine Sullivan as well. I feel like those two are unmatched. You can't you can't outsing those two. Sure. Yeah. So it, it, going back to something you said earlier, you said you kind of had a hard time understanding people. Um, how would you like explain that process of having trouble with understanding people and you know creating your your image and yourself in your creativity or in your music? Um, having a hard time understanding people, it um, it really didn't affect my music to be completely honest. I mean, I understand, I'm an empath, right? Let's, let's start there, I'm an empath. So although I can't understand certain aspects about people or like, especially younger was really hard. As I said, like now, not that it's not really that hard for me because I've grown to be an empath. So as an empath, I can put myself in other people's shoes. So I feel like music wise, I'm able to talk about what I'm going through and understand where you're going through. But as far as understanding people, I do have a understanding of people. It's just certain things that I don't like as a um, broad standpoint. I got you. So what is, uh, out of all the music you created, what would you say is the most sentimental song that you created? I have to say, <laughs> still, standing. still standing. Although it would seem like it's breathe, you know, because it's more like the chill vibe and like you know it was more about what I was going through. Uh, I would say still standing because I was going through a lot at the time of writing still standing. There was a lot of people talking about me a lot of negative energy that I didn't really know how to deal with because I'm also a little bit sensitive. I'm a crybaby. I I do be crying, you know? (laughs) 
<laughs> so it really hurt, you know, what people would say about me or, you know, the negative energy that people would bring or how relationships that I had weren't going right. Uh, it would hurt. So me writing that, instead of channeling the energy to be sad and depressing and like gloomingly, like gloomingful, uh, I turned it into something like, oh, okay, and I'm still standing and I'm gonna brush it right off and I'm fine type thing. So it kind of helped me switch my perspective from being like, oh, this is never gonna get better <laughs> to like, okay, but I'm still that gray, still Miss Gray. Yeah. <laughs> So do you feel like your best songs come from when you're being vulnerable? When I'm being what? Vulnerable. Yes. I think that's basically... Now, obviously, all of my songs won't have, like, a deep, deep meaning, like, yeah, like, I was going to do it. But I feel like, as of right now, the best songs do come from when I'm going through something because then I'm able to, like, really explain it or express it through the notes and the harmonies through the song and also through the beat the lyrics like i just feel like it's more authentic when it's like that i feel you you like uh painting a picture as they say yeah. that's why they say the artist mm -hmm. yeah so what would you say uh what would you say is the overall message of your music if if you know if you had to explain it explain it to someone what would you say the message for your music or what message your music is giving? The message my music is giving. Hmm, that's kind of hard because they're all about different things. But I would say overall, express yourself or it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to not be okay. Uh, it's okay to feel these different emotions and embrace these different emotions as you feel them. Because I feel like a lot of people try to like conceal it. Or like, you know, well, no, I'm fine. No, you're not. And it's okay to not be fine. So I think overall, like the message of my music as of right now is um, to express yourself. Sure. What, what would you say is the hardest part of juggling music at, at the age that you are, you know, like pursuing a music career at the age that you are? School. Definitely. And I don't even feel like it's the music's fault. I feel like it's school fault. Uh, balancing, <laughs> balancing grades and homework and especially doing like extracurricular things outside of school and then trying to go to the studio right after that. Like, I feel like that's the most difficult part of like being this age trying to do music. What other uh, extracurricular activities do you participate in? Any sports well, or anything? Well, I, I'm on the dance team. Uh, well, I was on the dance team. Um, as of right now, I'm doing this thing. It's a short film. So I'm doing it for theater. We're doing a short film. So, you know, we're getting, I'm writing the script. Um, I'm getting everything together, the costumes. And we come up to school. So that's about it right now because I know what I have on my plate at the moment. So I don't want to put too much on it, you know. So I'm just doing one little thing right now. Sure. So, uh, what school do you actually attend? Uh, Elkins High School. Say that again. Elkins High School. Elkins High School. Mm -hmm. Sure. So, what do you what you feel like you're playing after high school? Um, you know, college, full time, like pursuit of music, full time. Mm -hmm. 
well, I will still be pursuing music, but I am going to college. Uh, I'm planning to do HCC first to get my basics to really, you know, get everything together because I will be graduating at 17. So I'm not grown enough to really just go, you know? So I will be doing HCC for a little bit. And then I plan to attend uh, University of Michigan for psychology. Okay. Uh, but I will still be pursuing music throughout that entire time. Uh, do you feel like you get like, um, starting at this age, do you feel like you kind of get a head start to get a feel of like the industry? Like, have you been having any like, uh, interactions with any industry people? Yes. Um, I do get a head start, I feel. And I think it's actually a plus because a, a lot of times, me being younger, my perception may be different. Like the music industry to me before doing music is way, it was way different than what it is now, like how I feel about it now or what yeah. I see it as. Um, I didn't even know how the songs got recorded. So, uh, but I feel like having, being in the music industry now, it's really cool. It's really a plus for me to really see behind the scenes and like, what actually goes on, like what you actually have to plan, you know, the finances that have to be funded to actually do these things that you want to do for your music. Like, I think it's cool for me to see um, the behind the scenes of it. Michelle, do you, do you feel like you had a, a lot of discouragement, you know, at the beginning, just to say, like, you're still in school and you want to pursue a career in music? No, I think um, because I have a lot of friends and family that heavily support me. When I say heavily, like heavily, I'm so blessed to have those people around me. Um, but when I have like a, a big group of people that support me, I feel like, especially at the beginning, it was great. I mean, yeah, I got, you know, the occasional like, oh, you trash, like, you know, but the vast majority of it was a lot of love from my family members and my friends and people that really didn't know me like that, but just liked the song, so. I don't think I was discouraged. I think I was encouraged, and that's what kept me doing music. I, I love that feeling. Hey, big shout out to the support. Yeah, let's go. So you want to talk about talk about your support system? Who are some of the people that you know like helped you along the way? Um, within my team, my team, I would say my producer, Mr. Eddie Ferguson. Love you. Uh, my vocal coach slash vocal arranger, J-Tail, love you. Uh, my manager, Callie, love him. Um, my band, My Out Music, every member of the band is so supportive. And the rehearsals are just such a vibe. And they encourage me and they actually believe in me. Great. Outside of music, I would say my mom, obviously, love her. Shout out to you. Love you, mom. <laughs> uh, my dad. My family members, like my uncles, my aunts, my godmom, can't forget her, I love her. Uh, my friends, my close friends, everybody. Love y'all. Hey, big <laughs> shout out, big shout out to the support. True. What, uh, what, uh, did you feel like you, what fear did you feel like you had to overcome, like in the beginning? I mean, I feel like, being at a young age and, you know, juggling so much, it could kind of seem kind of scary. Like, Yeah. Uh, the biggest fear I had was stepping out of my comfort zone. Mm. Uh, when I was young, 
I, I could sing, but I didn't like singing in front of people. That was kind of scary for me. And sometimes it still is. Uh, I had to step outside of my comfort zone, though. And that was absolutely, utterly terrifying. I had to sing in front of people and then sing in front of a mic and and try to get the takes right. Oh, it was it was it was hard. <laughs> it was very hard. Uh, I was very shy, but I feel like I'm really on the journey to overcoming that, and I'm still going through the journey, obviously. But I'm really getting better and more comfortable in my element, you know. So, what would you say is the biggest crowd you sing in front of today? Biggest crowd I sing in front of. Hmm. A rough estimate. Rough estimate. I think my video and a single release for Still Standing, I gathered a whole bunch of my close friends. Even some of my close friends brought people that I didn't even know. Some people that I didn't even know. I think that was the biggest crowd so far. So what's like, how is your recording process? Like when you, you into the studio, you have all these feelings that you've, you know, been writing about. What's your recording process like? Well, um, I usually don't have, I go to the studio, I know. Some people go to the studio with a full song and be like, okay, I want this, this, and this, and let's go. Mm -hmm. Me, I'll have a melody or an idea, but to write verses or to write, you know, in detail, I need to be, I don't know, I might be weird, but I go to the studio with a melody uh, of some sort that I would want to use or multiple melodies for like, you know, my producer and my manager to pick from, like, you know, which one they feel like, you know, would be the hit. Um, and then my producer, Eddie Ferguson, he makes a beat and in the studio, I just start writing and then I'll go in to put something down and then we'll do harmonies and stuff like that on top of that. But that's my recording process. Sure. So, I mean, how, like, how was your day? Like being, you still in school, you on a dance team and then you like still go to the studio. Like what is a day looking like for Leah Gabriel? <sighs> um, I go to school. I wake up in the morning, go to school. Um, I'm at school from 7.30 to 12.28. I get out early. I have two off periods this year. Then I go home. Well, first I stop at Jollibee. No sponsor, no sponsor, no sponsor, no sponsor, but Jollibee is good. I get spaghetti. I go home. Eat the spaghetti. Take naps. Maybe get on the game a little bit. And then usually, like recently, this past studio um, session that I went to it was started at two, so I had a little bit of time, and then I just went to the studio, and then that's when we make the magic. You <laughs> say so you game? What kind of games you play? I play. <laughs> I play. Uh, I play Brawlhalla. That's my game. I'm a beast. If anybody want to play me, don't don't try to play the game with me because I am going to annihilate it. I'm a beast at that game. So Brawlhalla, <laughs> I play Minecraft. Um, I play a lot of story-based games like Detroit Become Human, uh, Beyond Two Souls. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, uh, Cameron Lampley is disagreeing with you and says Jollibee is nasty. <laughs> and it is not. 
it is not. <laughs> it says Jollibee is nasty. <laughs> it's not. It's really good. I don't know why he's saying that. Anyway, it's really good. <laughs> so spaghetti is your favorite from Jollibee's. Yeah. <laughs> the way they cook it up, and it be hot. Like every time you go to Jollibee, the food be scorching. It be in my lap, and I be having to move it around because it's too hot. They cook it up. So they cooking on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say is uh what is your dream concert? Oh, that's a good question. My dream concert. Uh hmm. I never really thought about that. I never really had an ideal concert. I think anything is kind of good for me. I don't know. You don't have like a, a dream uh, arena you want to perform in, like some people want to perform in, Madison Square Garden or? Uh, um, what is it called? Smart Financial. Smart Financial would be so cute. That would be such a moment. Okay. So with being like busy and what what do you feel like uh, the art of the hustle has taught you about yourself? I'm a scary cat. <laughs> a scary a cat. Scary cat. Oh. Yeah, I'm a little weird. I'm a little, and I didn't even know I was that weird. To be honest, I didn't know I was weird. Like I feel like anytime I'm finna do anything, I be so nervous, and and everything around me has to be a specific way. Like I can't be in an area where I'm gonna get nervous. I have to be like somewhere comfortable. I have to have something comfortable around me, like something that reminds me of comfort. I gotta listen to music before. Like huh? Like your, like your blankie. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't play me. Yeah, I do have a teddy bear. What about it? What about it? I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. It just let me know that I'm a scaredy cat that I need to get over all of that, but yeah. Michelle. Do you have any crazy fans or experience any uh crazy fans? Crazy fans? No. Nobody like crazy. I mean, no. I experience like super fans. Like super oh, I fans. love your music. Like or anything I drop, they'll support it or they'll share it every time. Or they have t-shirts and they have all the merchandise. But like those are like people close to me, so they really, really support me. I don't have any like how does it make you feel to have a super fan? Because I don't got no super fan. At least I don't think I do. <laughs> You'll get some. You'll get some. Um it makes you feel important. It makes you feel significant. Like, wow, like you really think about me? You really like me? It's cool. It's a cool feeling. So uh what do you think about uh Spotify and the Spotify wrap up? Have you uh paid any attention to that or seeing like artists posting their Spotify wrap-ups? Uh, I've seen some artists posting their Spotify wrap-ups and but the artists that I've seen, I know them so I'm just very super proud. That's just like a proud mom. But um, yeah. I don't really know much about it to be honest. Uh, you didn't participate in it? I have music. I know I'm lame. I know, I know, I know. I have music. 
You got Spotify. Uh, for my artistry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's that's where people oh, are yeah. like posting their Spotify wrap up. They're artists and they're just post- posting their wrap ups. Mm, yeah, I should have posted mine. Yeah. So, how would you feel if someone uh, created a fan page of you? Um, I want to know who it is. I'm nosy. <laughs> who are you? Who, who is it? I Hear just want to know. Mm-hmm. It'll be on um, behind the scenes gene. <laughs> <laughs> behind the scenes gene. <laughs> oh, you get that reference? A little bit. A little bit. I think I'm here. I think I'm here. Uh, yeah, it'll be behind the scenes gene. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So, you ready to sing for us? You going to sing for us? Sure. I guess. Oh, I'm listening. What you gonna sing? I'm gonna sing Rain by SWV. That's a cool one. Okay. okay. Let's go. Let's let's just rain. Let's rain, y'all. All All right. Sometimes it's soft as a misty rain. That gently touches my soul. It cools the fire that burns in me. And I simply lose control. So just rain down on me and let your love just fall like raindrops on me <laughs> and the crowd goes crazy <laughs> <laughs> told you she was a sensation so uh, how many interviews have you done i've done so far like i'd say like four i just really got into the interview scene for real is that, is that because you're a scaredy cat? <laughs> don't see. I don't know. I don't know about you. Why are you? Why are you doing that? I mean, you said it. You said you're a scaredy cat. I'm just asking. But that wasn't for you to like bring up every time. Okay. Uh huh. Right, yes, so how? Yes, it is. It is because I'm a scaredy cat. That's the one. So, uh, how important is it to have for artists to have good management and a good team around them? Oh, very important, super important. If you don't have a good team or good management, they're gonna lead you in all the wrong directions. It could—it's a big hindrance to your actual music career because you need to have people that support you and like lead you in directions that will push you and get you to where you want to be. So, if you have bad team. You can't really get far. I feel you. Mm-hmm. So, where would you, uh, where do you see yourself in the near future? Where do I see myself in the near future? I see myself. How far are we talking? Like how 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 far? Mm, next five years. Next five years. Um, I think I'd be about out of college by then. 
So I don't, hmm. I don't still be doing music for sure. That's my passion. So I don't really, it doesn't really matter how it's going. I'm still going to be able to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm still going to be doing music. I'll have my psychology degree. I don't know what I'm going to do yet in psychology with the degree, you know, but I'm going to have it. So, but yeah. So we know you're pushing your single video game featuring DJ Chose. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about doing features and working with other artists and creatives? It's amazing. Uh, it's it's really like a, I don't know how to explain it. Like it's, it's an eye-opening moment because like I said earlier, before knowing how the music industry was, Mm-hmm. Like, or, or what it entails, like what even recording a song entails. I, I didn't, I, I had no clue. But now that I'm in it, it's crazy to see how a feature works. And like, you're actually meeting this person and they actually want to do a song with you. And y'all are putting your heads together to come up with ideas. It's really, it's really a good experience. I'm kind of fangirling, but it is. It's a good experience. <laughs> so, all right. How important is networking to you since we're talking about features? Uh-huh. Uh, very important. Uh, depending on who you know. Well, that, that depends because me personally, who I know will be who you know. If you need my help, you can come to me. If I need your help, it, it's, a, it's a network. You know, so having those important connections and knowing people that know other people, that know people or that have good connections themselves, it's very important because you guys can build each other up with the connection that you guys both know. Thanks. And what would you say is some of the like important factors to ensure like an artist and just the whole movement in their career has a solid foundation? I'm sorry, what? Like what would you say is some of the important factors that an inspiring artist would need to have a solid foundation to pursue a music career? Um, I think the first thing would be a solid understanding of yourself. Uh, I feel like if you don't know who you are, your music is kind of going to be a little all over the place or your platform. You're not really going to have a clear direction of what you want to do, where you're going. And not saying that you have to have like exactly your whole career planned and mapped out, but just a sense of like, okay, this is where I'm going to go. This is the genre I want to be in. This is what I want to do. So under your, understanding yourself uh, would be one. I feel like number two would be a solid team, uh, producer of quality, um, a vocal culture arranger, people that will be able to help you and give you tips, people that are wiser than you in the music industry. They can give you tips and they can help you out and overall push you further. I think those are the main two important ones to me. All right. And what words of encouragement or advice would you give to someone who wants to pursue a career in music or an aspiring, like any aspiring artist? What mm-hmm. advice would you give them? Uh, I think the most important thing is please don't give up. Because I think, especially in Houston, it's kind of hard to get your music out there. It, it, it is. Um, so I think the biggest thing is to not give up, to continue on your journey and don't see somebody else do something big and then you're like, oh, that should have been me. 
because everybody has like a different journey. So whatever journey like is yours, that doesn't mean that you're late. Doesn't mean that you're early. Doesn't mean anything. It just means that that's what you're gonna do. That's your journey. That's how things are planned out for you. And it may be different for somebody else. So. For sure. So uh, who else would you like to see on the 1409 podcast in the near future? Hmm. Chose. DJ Chose. DJ Chose? Hey. All right, so I know we asked you a lot of questions, but uh, we like to do a question of today where we both can participate. Uh, anyone that's in the audience, in the comment section, y'all can participate, type your answers in. You know what I'm saying? But today's question is, uh, what is something that you find um, kind of difficult that you feel others find simple and vice versa? Okay. Hmm. I find difficult, do they find simple? Hmm. Math. I don't know if that's a good answer, but math. Um, anything, math be hard. Yeah, anything math or sciencey, that's not my area. Or something that I would find simple would kind of be like ELA, writing papers, because you know I write, or writing songs, stuff like that. That's 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 me. That's where I belong. Um, if you're gonna have a degree in um psychology, I think you need a little bit of science. That okay, <laughs> that okay, no, wait, 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 it's different. There's different brackets with it. Science is really broad, you know, it's the umbrella term. I'm talking about like chemistry, physics. I, I, I almost didn't make it through physics, the teacher had to help me out a lot, you know. Uh, physics that's that's where I don't belong. But psychology, that I belong there too. That's that's cool. That's cool for me. All right. I would say uh, something that is difficult for me that people find easy. I don't know. I don't really. Uh, let me think. I don't know. I don't really find a lot of stuff difficult. I'm not trying to say like I'm a genius Ooh. or or like stuff like that, but. I just, I'm just like a hands-on type of person, and I'm gonna keep trying and learning until I get it. I, I love to learn, so like if it's something that I feel like is difficult, I want to keep trying it and doing it until I feel like I'm comfortable at doing it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I feel like is uh simple that people find complex is communicating. <laughs> I don't know. For real? Yeah. Why you wait, you said, wait, you said you said it's simple for you but difficult for other people? Yeah, sometimes I feel like it's hard for people to communicate. Oh, okay. You not communicate with me. I'm just saying like communicating oh, in general. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. No, I thought you were saying that it was hard for you. No, 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 no. no. Okay. No, it's, yeah, communicating is a little hard. I was one of the people. It is a little difficult. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we're going to play a little bit of uh, this or that. Writing music or 
singing music or singing, singing songs or writing them? Oh, that's what, oh. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say writing. Say writing. Right. All right. Uh, Apple Music or Spotify? I have neither. You don't? Um, if you had to pick Apple Music, Spotify. I'm gonna say Apple Music because I see it on other people's phone and it looks cool. It, it looks cool. You could like change the little thing, the little icon of the playlist. Like, that's cute. That's cute. Okay. Um, I hop a Waffle House. This one of our favorite ones to ask. Waffle House. What? Hey. <laughs> somebody from Texas that's not saying I hop. We finally got somebody that's rocking with the awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, gaming or singing? Singing, because that's what I do. But you game too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that's not my career choice. I got you. Singing or dancing? Singing or dancing? Oh, um, singing because I'm better at singing than I am dancing, to be honest. Okay. All right, Cameron Lampley, man. Waffle House, we crazy. We're going to hit you with this, man. <laughs> you got to go to the awful waffle, bro. You got to go to the awful waffle. Cameron Lampley, you, you're crazy. I hot yeah. Waffle House, they yeah. cook it up in front of you. Hot, fresh. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, if you have some this or that, you can throw them out. It's everybody can participate. People in the audience, in the comments, if y'all got some, please feel free. Because, uh, <laughs> it's called awful for a reason. Um, <laughs> it's delicious though. I can't believe that I hate no Waffle House. I thought this was like the popular opinion. Yeah, I, I did too, but obviously, obviously, it's not. Oh, uh, you have any this or that? This or that? Let me think. I don't know if this is a bad one, but I'm gonna ask you. So. Being interviewed or interviewing other people? Um, interviewing other people. Why? Because I'm nosy. I want to get up in your business. At <laughs> <laughs> least you're honest. At least, at least you're honest. I don't want people in my business, but I want to get up in your business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me think of another one. I want to ask like a relationship one. Like, I just want to see like, so would you rather have someone that is loyal or understanding? Mm. You know, that's a good one. I thought you was going to say uh, loyal, loyalty or love, but that, that's a, a good one. Yeah. Mm. I feel like uh, understanding because I feel like if they're understanding, they have no choice but to be loyal to you. You feel what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. 
No, you want to, you want to. <laughs> oh, that was, that was a good answer. That was a uh, good this or that. Rather have somebody loyal and understanding. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, let me ask you a relationship one. Let me think. Uh, all right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. You either have somebody with a lot of money or a lot of hustle. Hustle. Uh, I don't, I feel like money's not, that's not attractive to me. I don't, what is money going to do for me? I support myself financially. At least right now, my mom supports me financially. Love her. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I never really like needed money from other people. So that doesn't attract me. What is, what's that going to do for me? You gotta have that hustle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit of hustle. Yeah. What is, what's money really gonna do do for me? Hustle, I feel like you, if you hustle in one area, you probably hustle in the rest. Because if that's your automatic, like, right reaction to certain environments, like, okay, I gotta go hustle, you would have hustle in other areas. And I need somebody to hustle for our relationship. You know, when times get hard, I need you to work hard to make sure the relationship sure. can mend, you know? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> so, man, anybody in the comments want to drop a this or that, feel free to drop it. We'll pull it up on the screen. But I am this or that out. Do we have any more? Let me think. iPhone or Android? Come on, it's all about the Apple. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You cool. You cool. You cool, people. You know, iPhone, MacBook, iPad, all yeah. that, all that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah, I did. But- I was Team Droid though. Like back in the day, when uh, like this is like years ago, I used to have a, a Galaxy, and then I uh, I think the iPhone four came out, and then I've been Team iPhone ever since. Mm-hmm. I can't even lie. I used to used to rock the Galaxy. I used to have a Nokia. The little Nokia phones. Uh, with the snake game on it. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the, the jitterbug Nokia. <laughs> no. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> but yeah. I heard that app will be like listening to conversations and stuff. Like, you know, recording conversations and keeping data. All your phones do that. For real? Yes. You ever saw the movie? Uh, I think it's called Eagle Eye. It came out a long time ago. It's a concept of that uh, uh, technology is gonna like be the biggest threat to mankind mm-hmm. because it's gonna like it's gonna come to a point where technology is gonna be able to advance without humans uh, inputting. You know what I'm saying? Or making it advance. Yeah. It's gonna be able to advance on its own. You believe in that? I don't even know. I feel like when it comes to technology, technology is such an open-ended type of thing. It's not like something for sure. It's not something set in, set in stone. It, it keeps progressing. Like There's never a moment that it's not. So no. I, I really don't know. They're making robots and stuff. Uh, y'all, I'm nervous because every movie told us not to do that. A robot. Yeah. 
Miss Denise Moore with the androids. Oh, a lot of people are team android. Wow. Ew. Uh-uh. Uh, I definitely need an explanation for that. I don't know. Like when the, when the iPhones, iPhones first came out, they were bulky, like the iPhone 3s and the 3GSs. Like it was bulky. I wouldn't, you know, but. Mm-hmm. No, they got they got it together with the little slim physique feel. You know what I'm saying? It's simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It came out with different like, colors. You can have pink. You can have blue. I'm like, okay, yeah, I want a little blue. Yeah. Android. Right. <laughs> but all right, it's Leah Gabrielle. Plug in one more time for all the guests out there. Let them know where they can find you. Let them know what we can expect from you in the future, uh, where they can follow you on IG, where they can listen to your music, all that. All right. So my Instagram is L-E-I-G-H-A dot G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E, Gabrielle. You can find my music on any platform, anywhere you stream music, Tidal, uh, Spotify, YouTube, Music, everything. Uh, you can look under L-E-I-G-H-A-G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E. Uh, my Twitter is Leah underscore Gab, and my TikTok is the same as my Instagram, Leah.Gabrielle. Hey, you know, <laughs> you know where to find us. It's the 1409 Podcast, IG, Facebook, 1409 Podcast. Make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also, make sure y'all download the Always Press Record TV app. We're on that as well. You can follow me, the boy Guadalupe Swirl on IG, at Guadalupe Swirl. Make sure y'all follow KT, our other host, at 843Ambassador. And this has been another episode of the 1409 Podcast. And we are out. <laughs>